Forget all that wishful thinking and be practical. By the way, I'm a fortune. That's a fortune cookie. That's a pretty good trick, Doc. But can you do this? Greetings. This is Otwell. This is Friday, January the 4th. Still got a podcast. The previous one I'm still editing. A little harder than I thought it'd be. Not exactly the most entertaining subject either, though. Because it sounds more like I'm trying to read when I'm not. So trying to inject a little bit of humor into it is a little harder than I expected. So, but it'll be out before you hear this one. However, this one, I got a feedback in email from Max Gibson Flatter from Vancouver. And in essence, without reading his entire email or quoting him, he does seem to like my podcast, which is good. Always like to have listeners who like me. He, he admits that he doesn't get to listen to that album. You know, that's also because sometimes I put him in streaks that I release him so often. And that he doesn't, he, he really enjoys the fact that I have the new recorder. It sounds so much better. And he gives me some, some constructive criticism on a couple of different th- things that I've tried. But he does point out the one podcast that, let me bring it up so I have an exact number. Number 41, from December 19th. He does feel that. That particular podcast, which was originally intended to be a trip to Utah, which turned into not being a trip to Utah, but rambling on about a little bit about poker, probably too much rambling on about me and Bradford being him being drunk, me driving around after the bar after he spent over a hundred bucks on bar tab, and the fact that we're both trying to get a divorce and et cetera, et cetera. So yes, I have to admit that was not my finest hour. In fact, that may go down as being the worst pop up related and or commentary-based podcast that I've probably released. For that, I'm sorry. I'm going to do a better job in the future of talking... After this, after the end of this podcast, I'm going to avoid in the future talking too much about divorce issues, about the fact my, uh, about my ex-wife a little bit, though I'm going to mention a little bit more of that about this, this particular podcast. Um, I'll try to, try to avoid too much poker in the future. I can see the point where he thinks that my best topics are magic-related, our deck building theory related, tournament information related, and yes, that's pretty much the purpose of this podcast. And going too far off those does tend to take away the focus from this podcast. He's got a point there. And yes, that, that not only was that not a very shining moment in my recordings, but it's probably while the sound quality was great, or at least better, much better than average, the discussion and commentary slash topic was far below average. And I'm going to avoid trying to do such poor podcasts in the future. Um, but I'll get more to that on my 50th episode when I recut, when I recap all of my podcasts and grade them myself in my, in retrospect what I think about them. Uh, he also asked me, am I going to be coming to Vancouver for the Grand Prix? Today the answer is yes. The last week the answer was absolutely hell yes. Why that's slightly not as big as it was is, well, I had, a, had another divorce court meeting with the mediator this time, on the 2nd of January. And at the end of the meeting, after the two hours we spent doing what we were doing and arguing about what we were arguing about, the decision was made that, yes, I am going to be paying child support, even though I'm going to be picking up $130,000 in 30000 $130,000 in debt from this divorce. That does not include property, because we have no property. I'm still going to be stuck having to pay child support. Now, I thought because... I was going to have to pick up so much of the debt that I could avoid that issue, but I guess the state laws of Colorado doesn't necessarily allow that. However, she has no basis to to ask for alimony or anything like that. So in the end, I'll be paying child support at over $300 a month, and on top of that, I had to start paying it as of this month. As of that meeting, I had to hand her a check on the way out. 
in essence, that killed what fund I had. A, basically, it killed my pool of funds for this month. That included the money I was going to pay for the airline ticket to Vancouver for the Grand Prix. At this point, yes, uh, I may have to drive to Vancouver, though I'm trying not to. I'm going to have to come up with an alternative way to pay for the, the airline ticket if I can fly. And the reason I want to fly is because, it, A, I have to be back in town on Monday, basically, to pick up my daughter from day, daycare and make sure she gets to school Friday morning before going to a Grand Prix. I might be able to get away with this first one by doing it on a day of Thursday or something, but nonetheless, the future is basically I'm going to have to be, you know, I still have to do my taking her to school on Friday, picking her up from school on Monday at a minimum for all the future Grand Prix. So my goal is to be flying to the, to the Grand Prix in the U.S. However, if I can't afford the flight for Vancouver uh, with my next paycheck, then I may be stuck having to drive if I go, assuming I go. My goal is still yes, 90% yes, I'm going to Vancouver. It is extended. I've been practicing a lot of extended. And at one of these points, I'm going to start giving my opinions on extended. I've, I've put in probably close to 80 hours of playtest time at my house in real life. And among, among me and Kevin Moynihan, Paul Bradford, um, well, Patrick Smith hasn't showed up for any extended, um, Rick Ashby, Ben Morris, and uh, da- Daniel Kaufman. Between all them, I spent at least 80 to 100 hours now real life playing extended, physically playing, plus some deck building on the side or during some of the times that they were there. And I've been playing on several PEs online without a lot of success online compared to, it seems like I'm doing better in, in real life than I am online. So I'm going to record me a podcast going over extended here pretty soon. Before, definitely before the Vancouver GP, definitely before the Denver PTQ, which happens to be the second week of February. But ironically enough, that yet again my uh, future ex-wife decided to uh, demand a few things. That in the end, now I'm in the end it hurt me financially this month because I wasn't prepared to be paying child support as of this month. It's all right. I'm not. I'm not exactly broke, but at the same time, uh, I'm not gonna be able to pay for my airline tickets this month because I only get paid once a month on the first of the month. Which if anyone ever had that kind of position, if they've ever had to do with the fact you only get paid 12 times a year. You understand how hard that is to make money stretch sometimes. That being said, I will promise in the future to keep the divorce rantings to a minimum. I may still say a few things from time to time, but I will promise to Max and all my other listeners that I'm going to attempt to keep that topic to a much lower roar. Um, ironically enough, it's also one that I edited out of several podcasts before posting them on MTG Cast because at the time, about the time I was going to post them, we were actually on the positive side of a relationship. Now we're on the not only is it a negative one, but the bridge is being burned in the process at this point. So the bridge is being dismantled and blown up via airstrikes. So that's, there's no going back from this point. But, yes, I, I promise in the future I also to respond to every feedback I get in email. We'll, be, we'll have a public response in podcast form. So if you want to send me some feedback, feel free at otwellc at gmail.com. That's O-T-W-E-L-L-C at gmail.com. Thanks, my last name, plus first initial, etc., etc. Thanks, Max, for the nice email and the definitely constructive criticism about what you thought about my podcast. And I will take, I I will definitely try to incorporate some of that feedback into the future. I'd also like to thank Devin Lowe for responding to and commenting uh, regarding the topic that I discussed in podcast number 37. Uh, It's nice to know that DCI and/or Wizards and/or the development team will at least consider ideas, whether or not they 
agree or disagree or are willing to act upon or not act upon, at least consider the idea. And if anything ever comes out of it, only time will tell. But it's good to know at least I got some, at least I got a, a personal feedback from him, at least letting me know that he, that he is at least having an open mind about all the ideas available. Devin Lowe is also the current head of development for Wizards of the Coast. I appreciate him giving me personal feedback. Now, as far as a topic for today, last month I found out about a lawsuit that Wizards Coast is now in, pending their Constructible Strategy Games patent. The lawsuit was brought to you by WizKids, the people who produced the game known as Pirates. It's basically a card game where you can build a little figurine based on the pieces you get out of the, the random booster packs. I haven't seen a game of it actually ever played, but basically the patent, known as number 10689971, that was filed back in 2003 by Wizards of the Coast under the uh, via the name of Tyler Bielman. Bielman? Bielman? I don't recognize the name. Apparently he had to work for Wizards Coast at the time. Um, basically it says a game, toy, or article of manufacturing includes a set of rules that uh, and at least one model. The model has movable multiple parts where under the rules of play the model begins to be an assembled configuration. As the model loses points under the rules of play, at some point it pieces are removed from the model or replaced with substitute pieces and may be formed from a panel of other sub- substantially planar member with individual pieces formed therein. Methods of gameplay, computer-implemented games, and other aspects of the invention are described herein, etc., etc., etc. Things that are referenced are Z cards, the game, Shadowrun, V-Force, Strickles, uh, Zevros, Battle Terrain, Zevros, a triangle game of some kind, a couple other things. Transformers among the same same roles, except involving a card game. Anyways, that, that's the patent that, that Wizards Coast has put into place. Well, WizKids, who happens to create this game called Pirates, where you, you basically construct a little pirate or pirate ship in the process of playing the game from the little constructible pieces you get out of random booster packs, filed a lawsuit claiming that WotC is trying to illegally is trying to illegally shut down their ability to distribute the game called Pirates because it violates a copy, uh, the patent number that WotC owns of patent number 7 million... 201,374, also referred to as the 374 patent on constructible strategy games. WizKids has sued lawsuit against Wizards, claiming uh, that that WotC has no legal right to stop them from producing this game. It does not violate their their, that their 374 patent, and is instead charging that their 374 patent, as defined, is in fact invalid and seeking to get the the patent thrown out of court, which would put and if that ever took place, it would put a number of things, such as collectible card games and strategy games that WotC has control over, thrown out the, thrown out the door as being a legal patent, um, which could open up the door of a number of different things, like um, third-party production of cards for card games, etc., or constructible games. Something known as the prayer for relief section, which is basically that which WizKids is asking for as part of the judgment, would like the judge to make it regardless of suit asking for the entry of a judgment and declaration that the 374 patent is not infringed, entry of a judgment and declaration of the 374 patent is in fact invalid, and entry of the preliminary and or permanent injunction in joining defendant, i.e. Watsi, its officers, agents, servants, attorneys, etc., and those in active concert or participation with, threatening, accusing, or pursuing litigation against WizKids, etc., will be dismissed along with, the, uh, along with any uh, 
claims of infringement on the 374 patent. I don't know if if Watsy can hold up that in court. I mean, Liskins is bringing a lawsuit, so they're not exactly a big company compared to, to Hasbro slash Watsy. So I'm wondering if they can claim, if they can legally get that pulled off. That could be breaking, breaking news because not often. In fact, almost it's almost impossible to get a patent thrown out for being invalid once it has been accepted as being a legal patent. So, Watson, who's putting out a constructible strategy game in random boosters known as Transformers, of course is going to defend this patent. They're going to defend it every right they can because, in essence, if they lose their patents to Magic or any game related to Magic, it could really hurt their their market influence of Magic or their market influence in in future games and development of games with among other people with the ideas of various, of various new concepts or games that are wanting to get published. And they usually have to go to YC for either permission um, or you have to pay some percentage of your your thing to the person who holds the patent that you happen to be using to justify the, the sale of or the creation of the item. So I don't know. It seems I would actually claim this is a frivolous lawsuit by... Whiz kids, but at the same time, if they can get away with it, they could put a serious hurt on Watsi. So I, I imagine Watsi's going to counter sue and go back and, and either outright buy out Whiz kids and just incorporate them as part of their division, or if they try to, if they get too far into the process of trying to make the patent go invalid, they'll probably just outright just buy out through hostile uh, takeover. But or they're going to get the the court case thrown out in court or settled for some monetary damages and or agreement that allows the least production of pirates game without with the understanding that they can in fact use the patent as opposed to infringing on the patent. Or they could take over ownership of the pirates game if they go the other route and sue for the uh, super copyright and patent infringement and uh, take and get that held up in court that that they didn't did in fact break the law. So I don't know, I thought that was an interesting story I came across not that long ago regarding Wasi. Not often you hear about the court cases regarding patents or, or collectible card games, for that matter, or collectible strategy games or constructible strategy games, in this case. In, in, in the end, I hope that Watsi prevails, because seriously, who are these guys that are trying to tell, tell who and what they can, they're can allowed to make or not make to, to the market? Yeah, they have the right to, to produce games and sell them, but at the same time, they can't just you just can't randomly develop a product that break somebody's patent law, patent right without having permission to use the patent or paying a legal, paying a percentage of usage fee for the, the right to make that patent. I mean, hell, we do have some kind of intellectual property rights in this game, in the world, you know. And for and for reference, if you want to find out more about this, you can search gamingreport.com. Um, either look up WizKids or Watsies or Constructible Strategy Games. You can probably find more out about it. Or you can probably search for... Um, the patent offices, or Google for patent number 7201374, owned by Wasi. That'll get you some more information if you want to if you want to follow up and look up more of that out there. And with that, I hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, brief episode number episode number 48. This is Otwell signing off.